championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. This is the Lakers Nation live post-game show slash podcast. Woo! The Lakers get the win over the Phoenix Suns. Let's go. Series is tied now. One apiece. It wasn't pretty, let me tell you that. We're going to talk all about it. There were some very, very stressful moments in this one. And frankly, I don't think the Lakers played all that well, except for a few key moments. But we're going to break down exactly what happened in this game and what it means moving forward for this series. Plus, take all of your questions and comments from Facebook, from YouTube, from Periscope. So again, welcome in and let's talk some Lakers basketball. Joining me tonight is Chris, the Masterpiece Masters. Chris, how are you doing, man? Uh, Trev, uh, this was a difficult game to watch at certain points and it really elevated my stress level. We did the (laughs) hot mic tonight. Thank you for everybody who joined us for hot mic. If you haven't joined us already, you got to join us. It's a lot of fun for us to all get together and kind of panic and stress and fire up all uh, together. But, um, Hey man, really when it comes out, there's a lot to talk about in this game, obviously, but, um, AD definitely answered the uh, the bell, so to speak. I mean, I was just looking, 34 points. He got to the free throw a ton. And, I mean, bottom line is we got the W. It was not great, and there's still concerns I think we all have. But we got the W, and we're monitoring right now. The Clippers are playing the Mavericks still, and we're just hoping not only for a Lakers win, but a Clippers loss tonight. That would just be the perfect night for us. One That would certainly be the cherry on top. But let me tell you guys, before we even dive into all the stuff for this game, if you enjoyed this game, you enjoyed the pressure of postseason basketball, of Lakers playoff basketball, we do have something coming up. On Thursday, we're doing a LakersNation.com watch party in West Hollywood. And I'd like to show you guys a little ad for that real quick. And then Chris and I. We'll be right back. So check this out. Lakers Nation, it's playoff time. Time for the stars of Hollywood to eclipse those Phoenix Suns. We're doing a LakersNation.com watch party on Thursday. Doors open at 6.30 at State Social House in West Hollywood. First 40 fans through the door get a free LakersNation.com swag bag. Great opportunity to come cheer on the purple and gold alongside your fellow members of Lakers Nation. We hope to see you there. Going to be a ton of fun. Check it out. can come join us state social house in west hollywood thursday doors open at 6 30 and the first 40 people in the door do get a lakersnation.com 
swag bag. All right, let's talk about this game. I'm looking at the chat, and the chat is super excited right now, not just for a Lakers win, but for what's going on in the Clippers game right now. I still show the Clippers down seven at this point. Um, Definitely would like to see them drop this one against the Dallas Mavericks. Oh my goodness, but let's talk about this Lakers game. The Lakers beat the Suns 109 to 102. Anthony Davis answers the bell 7 for 15 shooting, 18 for 21. 18 for 21 at the free throw line for Anthony Davis. My goodness, made a living at the line tonight. 10 boards, 7 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 34 points for AD, 2 for 4 from deep as well. What a performance from him. Dennis Schroeder chips in big time, 24 points. Three boards, three assists, eight for 16 shooting. LeBron James, we got to talk a bit about him, both good and bad. 23 points, four boards, nine assists, two steals. Nine for 16 shooting, four of nine from deep. Big performances from those three tonight for the Lakers. Of course, Devin Booker goes nuts for the Suns. 31 points from him. Ayton has 22 and 10 on 11 of 13 shooting. 19 big points for campaign, who was a thorn in the Lakers side tonight coming off the bench. Chris Paul. Doesn't quite look right. Only six points, five assists in 23 minutes for him, for the Suns. Chris, how relieved are you just that, that the Lakers won this game? Before we get into all the X's and O's and all that, how relieved are you that the Lakers were able to pick up the W? Oh, man. Well, Trev, I'm totally relieved. And because we, I mean, it was stressful. I mean, because you pointed out some of the good, but I mean, there there was a lot of stuff to stress us out. I mean, when you look at the production from some of the bench, when you look at KCP shooting specifically, when you look at what kind of THT was doing out there in certain spurts, and then when you also factor in, uh, I think the hardest part of the game was some of those possessions in the fourth quarter, man, where it looked like the Lakers did not know what they were doing and they got some uh, bad shots. And I was really starting to get worried that things were coming apart and Phoenix, the fans were up. Uh, again, we didn't have the volume on, but you could just see it on the screen, man. Like the Phoenix crowd was going crazy. They were getting some momentum. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm totally relieved because we really did not want, is this the Clippers right now? Yeah, 116 to 109, 255 I've got, left. I've got 118-111 here on NBA.com. My ESPN score on that one froze up, it looks like, but um, okay. Uh, you know, when we talk about, about the Lakers tonight, when we look at this win, you're right. It's it's relief that it's a win. It's a win. Like that was that's the most important thing, right? At the end of the day, they walked out with a win. Number one, most important. But it's not the kind of win where you go, oh, the Lakers are back. It's not that kind of win. It's not the kind of win where you look at it and you say, Man, this Lakers team, they're a force to be reckoned with now. They figured it out. They flipped the switch. No. There were some tough moments here. This could have been. A much easier win for the Lakers. Could have been. And I think we saw a few things come into play here. And we can talk a little bit about the rotations. We can talk a little bit about who played, who didn't. And the chat is certainly mentioning that. I'm also seeing the Lakers bench. The Lakers role players didn't step up. The Suns, I thought, for the most part, had their role players step up. Yeah, right? Yep. That's, what, that's what we saw today. The Suns role players stepped up. Campaign going nuts for 19 points. Cam Johnson hit a couple of big threes, right? Those guys stepped in and contributed. The Lakers, not so much. Caruso, four points. Six for Gasol on two of four shooting from three. You'll take that. Kyle Kuzma, two points. 
Casey, look at KCP, my goodness. KCP, 0 for 4, gets chewed out by LeBron James at the end of the game for not shooting an open shot. And that was, uh, and he was right to do it. He was right to do it. Today, the Lakers were dragged to victory by Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Dennis Schroeder. Andre Drummond chipped in as well, 15 and 12 for him. He does a solid night as well. I don't know that anybody else had what we could call a good performance tonight. And that, I think that might switch when the Lakers are in Staples Center. Role players tend to play better at home. That tends to be a thing. That's a good point. But it's yeah. it's a little bit concerning that we saw so much of the heavy oh. lifting have to be done by just four players. What are you reacting to, Chris? What is happening? Get a score, get a score check on the Clipper game. Because right now I just saw it's, uh, the Mavericks just hit a three with one minute left to put them up by eight. And I don't know if that's the most current score. Maybe I can look at the chat. There's just too much going on. I've right got now, I've got a minute left. One twenty three, one sixteen, Mavs, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. All right, and I've got. I, I want to get into the chat here, Chris, because I've got a lot yeah, of people talking. A lot of about about talking. this game. A lot of people making comments. A lot of people making questions or, or throwing in questions, which is fantastic. Frank Lucas from Facebook said, you can't win with three players carrying your team. I agree. Tonight, the Lakers won that way. Long-term, you can't do that. That can't happen. And I think that's why LeBron was so demonstrative, was so in KCP's face for not shooting that shot. The Lakers can't have that. They can't have that out of Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He can't turn down open looks. He has to pull the trigger and shoot those. I don't care if he's over four. You have to keep shooting. The Lakers need playoff KCP and they also need the playoff version of all the other other guys coming out tonight was a failure in that sense from the rest of the guys the stars stepped up and dragged them to a win and gave them an opportunity now to fight another day and for the other guys to step up hopefully we're going to see that so that's the kind of good and the bad of this the good they got the win the good the, the stars stepped up the bad, the other guys that long-term the Lakers need to step up if they're going to win the whole thing, did not. Yeah, but I, I love what you just said about that, Trev. I mean, they, we are going back home now, and there is uh, opportunity. And like you said, role players usually do play better at home. So all we got to do is we, we just have to hope, obviously. I don't think, honestly, when you look at this game, I don't think they could play any worse. It's literally, you know, at least mm-hmm. offensively. At least offensively, you know what I mean? So, you know, any uptake from here will be uh, welcome. And I th- I just don't think you can get any worse. I mean, look at this. You know, we were looking at a bunch of one for four from Coos, 0 for four from KCP. I mean, it was just, it was not good. I, I feel like we were uh, kind of lucky to get this one. Well, yeah. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> you, say, you say they can't play any worse. I think you're in terms of the role players on offense, I think you're right. But I don't think the Lakers, on the flip side of that, if you're the Lakers, you can't count on Anthony Davis to put up 34 points on 21 free throws every night. You can't count on LeBron James to shoot 9 of 16 on turnaround jumpers. We get, And we got to talk about LeBron. Something's not right there with LeBron. You yeah. can't count on Andre Drummond giving you 15 points on 7-11 <laughs> or Schroeder hitting 50% of his threes. I don't think you can count on all those things. You have to get the performances out of the other guys. But again, I don't want to be too negative here. This is like the Lakers were in big, big trouble if they lost this game. And for a little while there in the fourth quarter, it looked like they were indeed going to lose. And they found a way to get the win. And big picture, you don't care so much how it happens. It happened. They got the win, right? Now we can start focusing on some other things. Let's celebrate the win. 
but recognize that there's still improvements to be made. The glass is half full approach says, how good can this team be once the other guys are chipping in? Really but good. Here's another, here's another huge thing to think about, Trev, at least yeah. as it pertains to this series. Now with Chris Paul sat out, as we know, uh, Towards uh, the end of the game here. So, I mean, the Phoenix Suns might be down. We don't know what's wrong with Chris Paul, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that we want anything to be wrong with Chris mm-hmm. Paul. But obviously, if there is, I mean, that's really going to help uh, our cause as far as advancing uh, from the series. And I would also just like to point out it is now 21 seconds left, and Mavericks are up 125 to 18. I am assuming they're shooting free throws at the moment. Yep. So, Lake yep, Nation. It- it does indeed look like the Mavs are about to take a 2-0 series lead against the Clippers. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. All right, let me get into some of your questions and, and comments. Let's talk about what's going on here. I've seen a lot of people that are updating us on the score of the Clippers game. Again, fantastic stuff. I'm seeing 125-121 now with nine seconds left. Uh, somebody says, somebody said, I hope CP3 is okay. Of course. You know what? We don't want to see Chris Paul hurt even after what he did to LeBron last game, pulling his arm, undercutting him, all that. I don't want to see players hurt. So hopefully the Lakers will uh, will see a a healthy Chris Paul and still win and still win. Um, Let's go here with, all right, Justin Hartford from YouTube. Maybe the clips weren't tanking. To Houston and OKC after all. I, 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 am, I am here for the Clippers shade. Justin Hartford, I, I like it. I love it. that. I like it. I love that. But this is so Clipper of them. It really is. If yes. they did lose those games on purpose so they could have the Mavs and then they lose to the Mavs, it's just it's so Clipper yes. of them. Uh, Leroy Long from Facebook said, Trevor, we need shooters for that zone. So the Suns went zone at one point and just Dared the Lakers. Shoot. Go ahead. Beat us. Beat us by shooting the ball from outside. And the Lakers missed and missed and missed and missed. Um, On the night, they shot 30% from three. On the night, 45% from the field. The Suns shot 31% from three, uh, which they're a better three-point shooting team than that. But again, only 30% from three for the Lakers. Last game, they were, what, 27%. That is simply not good enough. That's not they they got their way to a win here against the Suns. You've got to find a way to knock down shots, particularly all the open looks that they're getting. We also saw the Lakers hesitate to shoot some open looks. Dennis Schroeder was a main culprit uh, towards the end of the game in crunch time there, not pulling the trigger on a shot. Um, and then KCP, of course, got chewed out for not shooting the ball. The Lakers have got to shoot the ball to score. They've got to get out there with that aggressive mindset. And that's going to be a big thing for Frank Vogel to drive home before the next game coming up on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, because we're going to really need that KCP that we had last year in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, tonight we were able to get the W, but I don't know what concerns me is as we get farther into the playoffs here. You know what I mean? And the teams get better. Like, I mean, imagine having to tr- – imagine, uh, like, just imagine. And this is looking way, way, way forward. Obviously, we're in the first round. But if we had to take this team offensively against Brooklyn – and I know Brooklyn's not a great defensive team, but man, like having the trade offense with a team like that, I just I don't like the uh, the numbers. It's going to be you know a big uh, differential. You're yeah, the Lakers are in big trouble if they continue playing like this. But look, it was Jared Dudley who said the teams that are avoiding the Lakers doing all this stuff to tank and avoid the Lakers in round one, it's dumb. 
you should be trying to play the Lakers in round one because if you're going to have a shot against the Lakers, it's right now while they're still discombobulated, where they, where they they're disjointed. Everything is yep. kind of a mess yep. for them. We've seen long stretches where their offense looks like they don't know what they're doing. I mentioned it to you, Chris. I said, I said right now in this game, this is midway through the fourth quarter. I said the Suns look like the team that have been here before and have done this before, and the Lakers yep. look like the team that's new, that's new to the playoffs and don't know what they're doing. That's it was what really we saw weird for stretches. Uh, yeah, we did, and it was really weird to see. And then when you put it in the context of that, it, even more so, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, this team hasn't been to the playoffs in over a decade. Obviously, it's all new players at this point. But, like, yeah, and, and to see the Lakers look as, lo- as lost, this was just a weird, really weird game. You know what I mean? There was just a uh, It was very much a chess game right from the beginning in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, you're better at this than me, but breaking down the whole game, you know, Phoenix trying to exploit the pick and roll with the bigs, whether it be Drummond or Gasol, and then uh, and then the Lakers bringing Gasol out there and having all the shooters out there, and then Phoenix kind of getting discombobulated, and yeah. it was just uh, there was a lot of different things going on in this game. All right, so I've got Senpai NFT from YouTube, and I want to get into breaking down the X's and O's a little bit. Said Gasol got attacked on defense. We need some physical play from Drummond to set the tone. Then the majority of the minutes, eighty at the five similar to the Nuggets last season. So I do want to talk about Marcus Gasol tonight and what went on there. Um, I do need to jump over, though, because we need to acknowledge, officially, they the, lost. Clipper, the Clippers are down 0-2. The Clippers are down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks, dropping both games at home. Both games at home to the Mavericks. Hold on, think about that. Hold on. We let's just not glance over this for a second. Yeah, we're happy the Clippers lost, but think about what you just said. The Clippers just lost both home games. And not to mention this, the Clippers are the higher seed in this matchup. Because I was even telling Trev before he went on, and I love this whole argument today. Even if the Lakers had lost today, essentially all Phoenix did, who is the higher seed was protect home court and did technically on paper what they're supposed to do. The Clippers have done the opposite of that. They have, they're the higher seed, they're at home, and they've just lost both home games. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it makes me smile. A Lakers win, a Clippers loss, the Clippers in an 0-2 hole, the Lakers stole home court advantage now in their series. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, but I, I think the chat loves it. The chat I is so it. happy. The chat is happy. We're happy. Good night. After all the stress of the night, this is a good way to finish things. That's for sure. Uh, we do need to talk about the Gasol thing. So here's why I was advocating and some other people were advocating for Marc Gasol to play. I think we saw that a little bit. So Anthony Davis, right? The concern with Andre Drummond being on the floor with Davis is the offensive end. It's not so much defense. It's the offensive end. Because what's going to happen is Drummond is going to sit in the dunker position. His defender is going to then sit in the paint and is going to be there waiting for Anthony Davis and is potentially going to prevent Anthony Davis from driving to the basket. That's the concern. And that you're going to get a weaker Anthony Davis on offense if Drummond is on the floor with him. Now, you can mitigate that somewhat by turning to Gasol. If you decide, hey, you know what, we're better with a big, we need somebody at the rim, uh, we need somebody who can pass the ball, particularly when LeBron is out. We need somebody who can stretch the floor. Marc Gasol can do those things, right? So on the offensive end, with Gasol on the floor, it's kind of like having another guard out there, really, because he's going to stand behind the three-point line. And if the defense leaves him, he's going to knock in threes. And if they don't, 
then he's stretching the floor and Anthony Davis has more room to operate. The flip side of this, though, is the gamble on defense. And you guys saw it tonight. It was very, very clear. The Suns' offense offense is very simple. They ran the 1-5 pick and roll a ton. The Lakers did a terrible job defending it. Terrible. Awful, awful, awful job defending it. But as soon as Gasol came in, instantly, the Suns over and over and over switched Gasol onto Devin Booker or Chris Paul. They ran that play every single time. Every time. Cameron Payne ran that as well. Running that high pick and roll, got Gasol switching on. Gasol did okay a few times. There were a few times. There were a number of times, though, where Gasol got burned. So it's a gamble. Is Gasol giving you enough spacing on the offensive end and enough points there to make up for the defensive shortcomings he's going to have when he's put into pick and roll situations and he deals with Devin Booker, campaign, Chris Paul. Tonight, Marc Gasol was a minus four overall. So that was a losing proposition. Now, some people in the chat are mentioning going to the Anthony Davis at the five. And that's actually how the Lakers won the game. That was part of how they came away from this game with a W was just finally saying, okay, we're not going to go to Gasol. We're going to pull him. We're going to get more versatile and we're going to go AD. And he made a couple of nice defensive plays and Lakers went on to win. So in that way, the Marcus Gasol gamble was a loss, but I understand why the Lakers felt like they had to do it. You go to Montrez Harrell and it doesn't change anything. Right, You're still with that same problem. So Frank Vogel said, we're going to try something different. And it wasn't a complete failure. The gamble didn't pay off in terms of it being at a minus four. But I think we also saw that Marcus Gasol can do some things out there for them. You just have to be careful who he's on the floor with. Yeah, I had a point to make on that, Trev. But my Sorry, I talked for a long time my- on that. So I'm sure I, I blew that for you. <laughs> No, my, you know, my computer just died because, you know, we were doing the hot mic and uh, that uh, distracted me. But um, I know you were making the point about Gasol and, and the trade-off uh, defensively. Yeah, I don't, oh, hey, you know what? That, here's my point. You know, I remember I'd said to you at one point in the game, it's like, you know, maybe Vogel's uh, just waiting for an opportune time to move AB into the uh, center position. I mean, do you? Again, do you think it was really just the, that Phoenix forced Vogel's hand in that? Or do you think it was kind of just something Vogel even went into the game thinking, I'm going to run Gasol at the center, I'll try some drumming, I'll try Gasol, but ultimately uh, we're going to throw the AD at the five matchup to them. You know, I don't want to say it like this, but kind of like when they least expected or at the kind of last minute type of thing. Yeah, I think that, that Vogel... You know, again, he, it's a gamble. If you are, if you're winning those minutes that Gasol's on the floor, then you're fine. Um, and then he realized, look, the Suns—they're starting to get their offense going. Let's throw a uh, let's throw a wrench in it. Let's throw them a look that they haven't seen all game, and that's Anthony Davis at the five, and see what happens, and see what yeah. happens. Because suddenly, if you run the one-five pick and roll, right, and Anthony Davis is the five, what'd you get out of it? Oh, Anthony Davis is guarding Devin Booker. Fine. The Lakers have no problem with that because Anthony Davis is ridiculous and he's a seven footer that can defend guards. But we are, but we are, Trev, we already knew that. And Laker uh-huh. Nation already knew that. And we know Frank already knew that. And I mean, that part of what you're saying is why we call AD the cheat code. Yes. So it's like, I just, I just don't understand why it's just, 
it's like some uh, revelation, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying, I don't know, it just, it shouldn't be some kind of revelation. It, it, it isn't, but it was in that specific scenario because the Lakers threw it in coming out of a timeout. So the Suns had just gone to timeout, Gasol had been on the floor, and the Suns drew up a play to, uh, to take advantage of Gasol. Yeah. And yeah, then they yeah, get back yeah. out and, oh, Gasol's not there. Now, actually, the there Suns scored off of that play because they were able yeah. to react and uh, and come up with something. And they got an open quarter three out of it, uh, the first possession with AD at the five. But still, you could see where Aiton was kind of confused, didn't know exactly what he should do. They kind of improvised and made something work. But uh, it, it definitely threw a wrench into their plans a little bit. Now, of course, they'll be more prepared for it next time. But the Suns were very prepared for Marcus Gasol. They knew exactly what their plan was when he was on the floor. Um, the Suns looked like they were ready for this game. Uh, I've seen some people asking about Montrez Harrell and why he wasn't in there. Uh, it's because of that. It's because of the spacing. And I still think you can play Trez. You can play Montrez Harrell. But it's in very specific circumstances. And those circumstances are LeBron is on the floor. DeAndre Ayton is not. No Ayton. Yeah. Then you can play yeah. Trez. If it's AD and Trez, it's a little bit more messy. LeBron and Trez actually works really well. And if Aiton is off the floor, you can certainly do it. You can definitely do it. Um, I also think credit to Frank Vogel for benching THT. THT, oh, yeah. he, had his, he had his chance. He messed up a couple times, turned the ball over. That's it. You're 20 years old. You're in a spot right now in the playoffs. That can't happen. Turnovers can kill you in the playoffs. Can't happen. And so Frank Vogel made the right decision to bench THT after the turnover. Did not go back to him. And I, and I don't blame him at all. And I like to, I'm a big THT guy. I like him a lot. This, though, is a great learning experience for him. Yeah, he wasn't getting it done tonight, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was settling... You know, they were giving him the three-point shot. We saw that, and he wasn't hitting it. And then uh, turnover, really bad turnover, I think. And yeah. I, uh, in a playoff game, too, you know, like, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Anthony Richmond from YouTube says, Ben McLemore should have had his minutes, too. THT's minutes? Maybe, but here's the thing. Like, I trust THT defensively, if only because of his physical makeup, more than Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore is going to get eaten alive defensively. Now, maybe he gives you the floor spacing and he shoots some threes and it becomes a winning proposition. But so far, the Lakers have not turned to him because who's he going to defend? Who's Ben McLemore defending? Are you going to put him on campaign? No, he's going to get torched. Are you going to put him on Chris Paul? No. Are you going to put him on Devin Booker? No. This is a tough series for Ben McLemore to get out there. And there's a very limited window to do that where there's someone on the floor that he can actually defend. That's that's the problem. It's not. I like Ben McLemore. He can shoot the three very very well. In this series, it's tough to play him because you don't have a guy that you can really defend. Are you surprised? Uh, how many minutes did Wes Matthews get? Are you surprised that Wes Matthews isn't getting any more time out there, considering all, all the struggles? I yeah. mean, everybody was struggling. I mean, Wes got some minutes. He was over two, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? A little bit. Four minutes from Wes. I was a little bit surprised we didn't see more of him, but. I mean, look, Frank Vogel went with the guys that he felt like could win the game. And that's why you see KCP played 31 minutes because defensively he did some good things, uh, even though he wouldn't yeah. shoot well. 34 for Schroeder, yeah. 40 for AD, 39 for LeBron. 
Frank Vogel just said, look, I'm leaving my best players out there. Kuzma played 20. I thought Kuzma only had two points, but defensively he did some, some decent work there. Um, good again, block, his, had his, a good block. Yeah, his stat line looks terrible, right? And you look at it and you go, oh, Kyle Kuzma didn't show up tonight. I thought he made a few solid plays there. Again, not the explosive performance you'd want to see, but I thought he made some solid plays on uh, the defensive end of the floor. Um, somebody asked, did you, in a super chat, did you see LeBron going after KCP? Yes, we did. And we've talked about that a little bit. It, he was absolutely right to do it because the Lakers, the Lakers can't win without KCP shooting and knocking down threes. Has to happen. Has to. Um, let's yeah. see here. Somebody's saying they want me to face Bobby Lashley. Yes, I saw you write that about four times by now. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll, I'll work on that. I'll get on that right away. <laughs> uh, bad Dog Sports says, Trevor, why is why are the Lakers so bad coming out of timeout? I don't understand that. I yeah, don't understand that, that either. Yeah, that was a thing tonight. I that don't understand that tonight, either. wasn't it? No. Prominent surge real quick. The Super Chat. Clippers and Celtics lost, but the Lakers win. Great night. Very, sleep very well tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for the Super Chat. Uh, but yes, look, coming out of a timeout, especially on a veteran team, and I mentioned this in our group text, like the Lakers made mistakes tonight that a veteran team should not. A veteran team should not make the kind of mistakes that the Lakers made, especially coming out of a timeout. In fact, there was one point where I was... I was frustrated for Frank Vogel with the Lakers. They came out of a timeout and had a 24 second violation where Anthony Davis didn't know the time. And he gave the ball to Dennis Schroeder who also didn't know the time. And then they oh, had a yeah, 24 second violation. It was bad. It got ugly a few times as good as Anthony Davis's final stat line was. There were some moments where he got the ball in the high post and was being guarded by Cameron Johnson and passed it and passed the Said, no, thank you. I'm not going to, I don't want that matchup. I'm going to give the ball to someone else. That should have been green light, Anthony Davis, go into destroyer mode. And he said, no, thank you. How many times did we see Anthony Davis settle for a jumper when the path to the basket was there, when there was no help defense behind his primary defender? We saw that happen too. This was, this was a seven point win. This could have been a 20 point win. If the Lakers had gone out there and taken care of business the way a veteran team should. So again, we celebrate the win, but I don't feel that great about this because I don't feel like this team played up to their potential. And maybe that's coming. I'm sure they're going to go back and look at the film and think, man, we could have lost it. Like if they had lost this game, they'd be kicking themselves because they would have given it away. Well, and the other thing, Trev, that I don't think we've talked about, uh, at least not in this uh, post-game show yet, was uh, the lack of drives coming from LeBron James, which obviously yes. has us a little concerned. I'd, I'd like to look and see. Uh, you know, I'm sure if Ron was here, he'd have the numbers for us on just exactly how many times, uh, you know, LeBron drove to the basket tonight. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, he settled on a lot of... It was concerning because there were some times where we thought he was going to drive and he mm -hmm. kind of settled for those uh, fadeaway shots. He kind of posted up and uh, luckily he was able to hit him. But I mean, you know, I think we're feeling a lot better uh, seeing LeBron be able to get to the bucket just because of also not just uh, the potential of scoring, but that kind of, what that kind of does for everybody else. Yeah, um, I've got some concerns that has popped up in the chat a little bit. And I'm looking right now, I'm working on pulling up LeBron's shot chart because we do need to talk about this. And I don't, you know, again, tonight's a win. 
and I don't want to be super negative. But I've got oh my some, god, the, chat, got, the chat's going insane. I've got some worries about LeBron. I'll just say that. Um, he didn't have the explosiveness that that I expected. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned yep. Cam Johnson wound up one on one with LeBron on the wing. LeBron took a dribble baseline, got cut off, and passed the ball back out. I told you this, Chris, two months ago. That is a hammer dunk. That is LeBron bursting right by campaign or Cameron Johnson, I mean, and just dunking the rim off the backboard. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He tried. He took a dribble baseline and he looked slow. He looked a bit slow. If you watched, if you're a football fan and you watched David Johnson when he first came back from injury last season for the Arizona Cardinals and he looked like he was suddenly running in, in mud. Right, like he just couldn't quite get going. Like he would get out into space, they would run him outside, and you're like going, "Oh, cool! Oh, whoa! What happened there?" Like he started to run, and it's like they just never hit that next gear. And I believe that was also an ankle sprain issue. That's what LeBron looked like. Now, again, he made great plays. He was still effective. Hit that turnaround jumper, but that burst to get to the basket did not see that. I'm looking at a shot chart right now. You have three shots at the rim. Out of 16, three shots at the rim. And those are the only shots he had that were in the paint. Every other shot that he took was outside of the paint. Of these 16 mm, shots, concerning. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of his 16 shots tonight were threes. Whoa. What? Yeah. Nine? Wow. I, I yes, hope sir. that didn't sound like an oversell, but like I didn't expect you to say they were all threes. Yeah. Um again, that's that tells you that he's settling for those threes and he's taking those not necessarily because that's what the Suns are giving him, but because that's what he can shoot right now is the three. Well, I, Thank God he hit that, uh, man, that one he hit in the fourth quarter. It kind of reminded me of uh, that one against the Warriors, right, in the playing game, that clutch three, right? Thank God he hit that one. That one, man, that feeling, that was nice. That that was probably the moment of the game, I think, right there for all of us. Yeah, and I I don't want to, again, I I don't want to be too negative, right, because LeBron was good. LeBron was good tonight. There were some, it's just, he wasn't himself. But you look at his stat line and you think, oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's a destroyer, right? I mean, you look at what he did. Nine of 16, shooting 23 points, nine assists. Like, that's fantastic. But when you watch the game, you saw that something wasn't quite right. And so the hope is that the, obviously that's going to come around. And like Jared Dudley said, the Lakers are going to get better because they're going to get their legs under them. The hope is that as time goes by, LeBron will get some of that burst back. LeBron will start feeling a little bit better. Tonight, he was able to be extremely effective. The Lakers' offense looked terrible when he was not out there. He was still very effective without having that burst. But ultimately, he's going to need to get that burst back. So hopefully that happens sooner rather than later um, because right now he is settling for a lot of jumpers. And we saw some plays where the Lakers really needed to drive to the basket. LeBron knew that. He could sense in the game when the Lakers needed to drive to the basket. And he gave it to Dennis Schroeder rather than driving himself. Yep, yep. that happened a few times. Telling. Yep. Again, it's not the end of the world. Doesn't mean LeBron's done. Doesn't mean he's washed, anything like that. 
This means he's still recovering, and he's. I think it's pretty safe to say he's not 100% right now. Yeah, because I think we'll see some bounce-back games from him where mm-hmm. he's able to get to the rim uh, as the uh, playoffs progress. And, uh, you know, I feel like he was kind of testing it out. You remember why, right when we came back from halftime, he was uh, really putting those dance moves on when he had the ball and really kind of showing his handle a bit. I think, I think if anything, that might have been him just kind of getting a feel for it or maybe testing it a little bit. And, uh, you know, maybe the test wasn't so great, you know, at that point, which is why he maybe settled uh, from that point on or throughout the game. I don't know. Chris, you know, we nine, still... Nine threes is a lot. I'm just realizing I was so fired up about this game and so excited for how the Lakers, you know, walked away with the win and then the Clippers losing and all of that. We didn't do the next man up yet. Here we are. We're almost 40 minutes I was wondering, into the show. I didn't forget. I was I, like, oh, I'm sure he'll get to it at some point. I got, <laughs> I got talking on all this other stuff. And I forgot to do the next man. So, Chris, who's your next man up? And you know, it's funny that you even brought that up is because I, I wrote it down right here just because I, had, I was thinking about it just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Somebody referenced. I got a little <coughs> tickle in my throat or cough. But I, I'm just going to go Dennis Schroeder. 24 mm-hmm. points, uh, three assists, three rebounds. I like uh, his aggressiveness. You could tell he was trying to impose his will. And again, when you when you talk about everything we just talked about in regards to LeBron not being able to drive to the bucket, that makes uh, Schroeder's presence even that much more valuable as far as uh, the way he's attacked and the way he can accelerate and you know the way that kind of can open up the offense for the rest of the team. So uh, Dennis Schroeder is my next man up. What about you, Trev? Um, I, I agree with you. I think Schroeder is the guy, but I will say honorable mention to Andre Drummond. 15 points for him, 12 boards, five of those boards on the offensive end. He actually hit a couple of buckets when the Lakers really badly needed them inside. They were the kind of those, no, 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 oh, yes, kind of plays, right? Yep. Where you're going, post up Drummond is not the right the right thing right now. And then he managed to score 7 of 11 shooting for Drummond. So uh, honorable mention to him. But yes, Dennis Schroeder. De- look, this was the kind of game. Last game was not the kind of game that Dennis Schroeder is going to point to and say, here, I'm worth more money on the free agent market. Tonight was that kind of game, okay? Tonight, when the Lakers needed some scoring punch, he was there. When the Lakers needed somebody to get to the free throw line by creating out off the perimeter, he was there. He did a great job just being an assassin off the dribble, getting to the basket, wreaking havoc on the Suns, doing all those things on the offensive end that he needed to do. And then defensively, I thought he was fine. You know, It was great defensively. But he wasn't bad either. I thought I thought he was pretty solid. So Dennis Schroeder, next man up. I think he is the clear pick. But again, a close second is Andre Drummond. Yep, agreed, agreed. Good job. Shout out to both of them. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. I I love this that my chat has crashed multiple times here tonight because Lakers fans are so excited over this win and also over I'm sure the Clippers losing. I think that probably helped just a little bit as well. People are coming in to celebrate oh, yeah. that that situation. Um, all right, so now the series goes back to L.A. Okay, we've got the LakersNation.com watch party on Thursday. Series comes back to L.A. The Suns are going to see what they've got in Chris Paul. They're going to see what where he's at physically. The Lakers are going to try to get the best LeBron James that they can. Is home cooking enough to get the Lakers role players going? Because, again... If the Lakers role players were decent, just decent today on the offensive end, this is a 20-point coast win. 
for the Lakers, like an easy kind of breeze through it W if the Lakers role players are even decent today. Taylor Horton Tucker, 0 for 2 from 3. Caruso, 0 for 2. Matthews, 0 for 2. Kuzma, 0 for 2. KCP, 0 for 4. That's a lot. That's a lot of guys simply not shooting well behind the arc. In fact, you only had four Lakers who made a three tonight. Four Lakers made a three. Davis, James, Schroeder, Gasol. Gasol, the only player off the bench to make a three. So what do you think, Chris? Going back home and not facing a hostile Phoenix crowd, which maybe we should mention that. The Lakers haven't faced a crowd really all season. And so then to get to thrown into that, it's going to be a little bit of, of a shock, right? Now you've got a friendly crowd. You go back to Staples Center. Do you think we see better performance, performances out of these guys? Specifically, I'm looking at KCP because I think it's critical he gets on track. I like what you said about home cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I thought at first you said mama's cooking. And then I thought about uh, Kwame, Kwame Brown over the last <laughs> week, which has been hilarious. But um, uh, yeah, we're going back to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. going back to Staples Center. Uh, I feel good about, I mean, again, to go to what you're saying, like when you look at the numbers from the bench, when you look at the numbers from, uh, you know, KCP, KCP mm-hmm. is a starter, but um, I don't think it can get any worse. So I think going back to Staples Center is going to help. I think we'll get an uptake in uh, offense out of them. We'll definitely shoot better from the three. So I think uh, I think a lot of what you're, we're talking about right now can be solved just by going home. essentially you know what i mean like some of the things aren't going to be settled by going home like lebron being able to drive and and uh, some of these other things but i think at least we'll get maybe better games out of uh out of the guys all the guys you're referencing so uh yeah home cooking should help i think i think that you are going to get better performances out of them and i think we're going to get a vogel chat with contavious caldwell pope because he needs to understand kcp that Obviously, they need him making those shots, but he's got to be taking them. He's got to have that mentality of always feeling like he's going to make the next one. I hope LeBron getting in his face is the wake-up call for him. Because I felt like we were getting playoff KCP before uh, before the playoffs actually started. In the weeks before, we were talking about it. Hey, playoff KCP is here. He looks like he's really stepped up his game. And now we haven't seen it the last two. Obviously, he's he's burning a lot of energy trying to defend Devin Booker. But speaking of which, there were some terrible fouls down the stretch. Some of them on KCP on Booker where he, look, some generous whistles too. But yikes, that if the, if the game was closer, that could have been really bad. Uh, but KCP's got to knock down those shots and the rest of the Lakers have to as well. You've got to get at least 35% from three. At least 35%. That, I don't feel like that's asking a lot. And that changes this game from a nail-biter win to a fairly comfortable victory. Which we could have had tonight, yeah. essentially. You know what I mean? If some of these numbers weren't so skewed. For sure. For sure. All right, Chris. You know what we got to do now. It's Master Lock of the Night time. <laughs> well, it's time to lock well, you let, on that Master Lock. Yeah. And chat, fire it you up. Let it, you let us into it perfectly. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Chat, let us know. What do you think? Who should get the master lock tonight? Who should be put in Chris Masters finishing hold? So if you're coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Periscope, fire it off. Here we go.
All right. Chris, the Masterpiece Masters, who is getting put in the Master Lock tonight? All right, Trevor. Uh, first of all, I'm a little bummed out because I can't even look at the chat now. And I know how entertaining this uh, usually gets, especially oh. around the Master Lock of the night. It crashed all on of my, my end device. Again. <laughs> the Master Lock has crashed oh my the God. chat for the second show in a row. Well, all. All of my devices are dead except for my cell phone. Right. I have a laptop computer here. I have an iPad. Everything is dead. So I'm completely off the grid outside of the uh, phone here that's recording us. But, I mean, this is going to be an easy mass luck in the night. You just kind of let us into mm -hmm. it perfectly. Uh, I wrote down KCP for master luck of the night, and it's not uh, me trying to come down on KCP. It's just because of the value KCP has for this team, the value KCP had for our team last playoffs, and how we need – we need KC3. Yes. And uh, this master lock is a friendly master lock. It's uh, it's going in concert with the, the talk LeBron had with them in the fourth quarter. And it's basically just to uh, kind of knock some sense into him and get, uh, get him to stop second-guessing himself, to shoot with conviction, uh, shoot when he's open, and have confidence in himself because – you know, we've been through a roller coaster ride with KCP, but it's been a lot more ups than downs, and he's come through for us in points where other guys haven't. Uh, and I'm speaking, of course, the Danny Greens and, and et cetera, et cetera. So KCP is the massive luck of the night, but you honestly, and I'm, I'm sure you'll dig into this a little bit, there's a lot of honorable mentions when you look at the shooting. You know, you could throw uh, uh, coups in there. You could throw, um, you know, uh, we went through all of them. You could throw a lot of them in there. We need a lot of uh Laker role players and KCP to uh kind of uh we need to shake them up and they need to wake up and they they need to come out and they need to give us some production in this next game. Yeah, I mean look, I what do you think? I, I don't disagree with you on that. And here's the thing, like this is not hatred on KCP. This is a couple things. This is first yeah. of all belief that KCP just needs to shake it off a little bit and, and wake up. Right, because we've seen him play great, and it's an understanding totally. of how important totally. he is. And that see that that's the thing. We're not saying KCP is a bad player. No, we're saying KCP is a good player. He's so good that he's extremely yep. important to the Lakers' success. And so you need him to have that confidence to take those shots and knock down those shots. And I believe he will. I think we're going to see a better KCP next game. Again, defensively, I Me thought too. he made some nice plays. Right, but I think he was deserving tonight. My master lock, though. My master lock is going to go, well, I, I would say the Clippers, but the Mavs already master locked them for us. Um, so I'm going to go with my master lock. I'm going to go with Cameron Payne. Cam Payne, why? <laughs> why is it that random bench <laughs> player X always seems to blow up against the Lakers? And tonight it was Cam Payne. This is the second time in three games that Cam Payne has gone berserk against the Lakers, and suddenly you've got this guy who is almost out of the NBA. Again, credit to him, right? If he wasn't playing the Lakers, I'd be saying all the credit in the world to campaign for battling his way back and all that kind of stuff. I watched him in Summer League a few years ago, and he didn't look like he belonged in the league, right? And this is after, this is a few years after he got picked picked up by the, the Thunder. This was with the Bulls, and he's trying to just catch on with somebody. He was out of the NBA and has battled his way back. Credit to him for that. But why does a random role player always have to blow up on the Lakers? 19 points and seven assists in 33 right. minutes for campaign. What is that? Right. What is that? Yeah. Cam, yeah. hold on to it for next season, man. Congratulations on battling your way back. But now is not the time for you to pull for you to get going. 
And there's something that's, I, I don't know, there's something about him that kind of annoys me. So that makes it even worse. But uh, I was going so crazy because I didn't have access to the chat that I had to move positions and plug in my devices here just so I can I feel out of the loop here. I, I love to see what the people are saying. Well, and I, I think that the other part of this is he talks a lot, right? I'm seeing some people in the chat mention yeah. that. Payne talks like, and it's great to have confidence, but Payne talks like he's the guy, right? Like he's the guy for the for the Suns, and he's not, but he talks like it. And, um, and he's kind of like he's kind of like the Pat, Patrick Beverly, isn't he? Yeah, in a way, in a way, a little bit, in a way, yeah. All right, guys, let's get into a couple more of these of these questions and comments before we call it a night. Oh, what a night. What a night. So Tom, night. Tom Lee asks, how did Payne get a black eye? I don't know. I saw that too. We were talking about this, Chris. I don't know. Maybe did Trez's shoulder catch him a little bit when he looked like he was going to spear campaign last game when he was uh, throwing the so. ball at Caruso? That might have been it. I hope so. That might have yeah. been it. But I don't know. Well, let's just go with that. Let's, let's just go with let's that. Go with it. it was Trez. Somebody says Cameron Payne has a punchable face. I just, just, whoever said that that is exactly it thank you very much this is why this is why you have to have access to the chat that's people it. drop these little nuggets like this he does he has a punchable face that's it i want to punch him that's it <laughs> oh man um okay i'm looking at oh somebody people are, are applauding trez if it was indeed trez's shoulder that happened to catch Campaign. <laughs> They're saying good job there. Oh, oh, oh God, the chat is great. I love our chat. This is just a great night. I just want, like, let's just take notice right now, man. Once again, the Lakers win, the Clippers lose. What a beautiful night. Because just imagine, man, there's another alternative reality right now where the Lakers have lost this game and maybe even the Clippers won this game. And we're doing a post-game show where it is doom and gloom and upset, and we're talking about the role players. They all need to go, and and you know, it's just you got to think like this sometimes. You know what I mean? It really puts things in the perspective. So, Chris, let's let's talk about this. Um, hmm. There's a comment here that says somebody says I still don't feel good about this team. Mm-hmm. Let's get into that. Yeah, okay. game three coming up. How are we feeling right now? Like, how do we look at this? Because I understand not feeling good. Like, this wasn't the kind of win. Again, I've said this said this earlier, but this isn't kind of the win where you, you walk away and you say, oh, the Lakers are right. The Lakers are good now. The, the NBA, you're in trouble, right? This, it wasn't that kind of a victory. But if we want to look at it glasses half full, we can say the Lakers clearly were not at their best, and they still won. Right. So how are you feeling going into game three now coming back home? Oh, okay. That's kind of a loaded question right, right now. Uh, let me see. How are we feeling? I think, I think there's concern, you know, I think there's concern because of this here. This is what I was thinking of, you know, there hasn't been a great flow to the Laker team in still quite a while. And it's carried over a bit. And I'm looking at, um, you know, again, we've had some breaks where we've won, like, you know, that play-in game where, (coughs) excuse me, where LeBron hit that three or in the fourth to, you know, give us the victory. But 
there just there hasn't been a lot of flow to the team. Like we haven't looked like the championship Laker team in quite some time, dating back all the way to the early part of the season. Like I don't think we've seen that version of the Lakers, it's, and it's because there's been a lot of different various things going on. And then you also factor in now, you know, not knowing, you know, kind of how, what version of LeBron we're going to get. Hopefully, there'll be an uptake in in, in his. Uh, in terms of how he's feeling and being able to get to the rim. But um, I, so, I mean, I do think there's a little bit of concern, but I mean, there's also some things that are breaking our way in terms of, uh, you know, you know, we've, we've, we've taken home court, which is nice. Um, You know, Phoenix is, if Chris Paul isn't going to be okay for the series, I mean, you know what I mean? That's going to obviously hurt Phoenix. And then, you know, you look at the Clippers going down 0-2. So, I mean, I'm just trying to look at, in totality, how we're looking from now and the, uh, you know, in terms of our path to the, the very finals. So, I don't know. I, I I feel good about it, but I feel, you know, there's still a lot more concern this year that we could be upset, but I'm still, I don't know exactly which team could possibly do that. And, I, and, it, it, and it mainly just comes down to if, you know, everything we're still seeing, like if the Lakers don't get a flow, you know what I mean? If we don't see the kind of that that championship form and the, and if the uh, the role players are, again, kind of, you know, not producing in the way they did tonight. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm cautious. <coughs> I'm, opt- I'm optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I mean, yes, we haven't seen optimistic. this team take it to the next level. We haven't. They haven't really clicked, not for a full game, and we've seen some really bad mistakes, right? Now, the hope is that as the playoffs go on, they will get better and better and better. Those mistakes will be minimized, and their play will improve. So right now, there's not a lot lot that you can point out right now and say, this team is a juggernaut. This team is going to roll to a championship. That's not there right now. But the potential is there for them to get to that point. The question is, can they do it before they're bounced out of the playoffs? By the way, let me hit you with something ridiculous here, Chris. Hmm. And this this is mind blowing to a degree. Maybe we don't think about it enough. This is the first Thursday will be the first playoff game at Staples Center that anyone on the team has experienced as a Laker. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. This will be their first playoff game at Staples Center. Well, you know, you know what though, that's beautiful. Because, I mean, that's what this team has wanted. They've wanted to perform in front of the hometown fans, especially after winning the championship last season. This is it. This is what you've worked for. This is like, uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? It's like, this is the thank you to all the faithful Laker, Laker Nation and Laker fans is to now, you know, you won the championship last season. And yeah, man, that was so important. But man, we want you to do it with us. You know, we want mm-hmm. you to do it with us in the building, with uh, with the fans. Like, we we need that version of a championship. And I hope that that's kind of what maybe motivates them. And maybe it starts with them returning the Staples Center and hearing that hometown love and, and realizing all of that. So, I don't know. I, I'm just – I'm hoping that that ultimately is what this culminates in. And I hope they realize that. And I hope we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I hope that – as a team that won the championship last year and did it without having their crowd there with them, 
I hope that just as much as the Phoenix crowd lifted up the Suns, I hope the LA crowd lifts up the Lakers. And I hope that crowd is loud and rocking and giving them all the things that they did not get in their playoff run last year. They didn't get to experience that. They didn't get to experience celebrating in front of the home crowd. This is, again, this is the first time that LeBron gets to experience this, that Anthony Davis, any of these guys get to experience playing a playoff game against the LA crowd or with the LA crowd there. And I can't wait to see that. And I hope that that can be the catalyst that pushes them to another level. Not saying they're going to get to 100% here, but I'm hoping Thursday the home crowd pushes them from where they're at to the next level. It should be really cool to see. Well, and and the hometown has a responsibility to really be alive because, hey, the Phoenix crowd, we know how starving they were, you know, and we didn't get to hear it because we did the hot mic tonight. But, man, you know, Phoenix – they haven't been to the playoffs in 10 years, and we've just gone through a year and a half of a pandemic where we've all been shut in. So you know Phoenix fans brought it. So L.A., anybody who's watching this post, post-game show who's going to the game, you got to bring it for the Lakers, man. You can't just expect the Lakers to go out there and give it to you. Like, we got to show them some love. We got to show them the appreciation for what they did for us. Uh, throughout the pandemic and bringing number 17 and it starts uh, on Thursday, man. LA's got to bring it for the Lakers. 100% crowd's got to bring that energy on Thursday. Remember, we are going to have that LakersNation.com watch party uh, at State Social House in West Hollywood. So make sure that uh, you come join Lakers Nation for that. All right, Chris. I think that about wraps it up. Good night. The Lakers win. The Clippers lose. The Clippers are 0-2. The Lakers tie the series at 1-1 with the Phoenix Suns and now come back home to Staples Center where the Clippers just lost two games in a row at Staples Center. It's been a good <laughs> night. It was it. a stressful night. It wasn't easy getting here, but at least it finished off the right way. It was beautiful. Thank you, uh, Trevor Lane. Thank you, Laker Nation. Beautiful evening. I'm glad we can all go to bed on this note. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe over to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And don't forget to turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.